Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is no better show on your radio. This is Around the House with Eric G. Everybody stop what you're doing, please! From your back fence to the sidewalk, Eric will tell you how to keep it all in tip-top shape while helping you save a buck while doing it. If you like DIY projects, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it, and Eric is here to guide the way. These are the wrong plans! These are the old plans! All that and more on the fastest two hours of home improvement radio. Stop it! Stop what you're doing! Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G. This is where we talk home improvement every weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Eric G. I'm Dane Butter. And it is... Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it's the big one. This is the Ooh, big three-day weekend. I it love this It is like summer all ready to go. No, we've had a taste of summer all throughout spring. <laughs> no kidding, except for this last week when we actually had some rain, which... Well, we need it. We need it bad. We need it really bad because we're out in the middle of drought, and I know other people out there in the middle of flooding, so it's just depending on where you're at, where you're at in the country. Well, hey, I want you to make sure that you uh, stay tuned for our number two of the show. Because this is going to be one of those experiences where we just kind of hit the record button and let things happen, and it gets pretty wild. I enjoyed the hell out of myself recording this one, as you probably did too. This was a this was a lot of fun, and this is one of our guests. Like usually, we we dial in on a subject to talk with a guest about, and we kind of go in depth with that. This is the one guest where we don't. Where yep. we he's a he's a fellow radio guy, and he's a storyteller that's up there with the best of them. And we know that we can just turn the mics on and start talking about some some fun things with your home. You got it. So we've got Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero coming up here in the second hour of the show. Now, if you're listening on the radio, thanks for listening on the radio. That's the great place to listen. But the podcast has got so much more stuff to it. We recorded over an hour of material, so we only have about 50 or 60% in the radio show, and you're going to miss our conversation about aliens even. I mean, this is how crazy we're getting out there. Oh, yeah, because this is not, we we really didn't set any guidelines. We kind of go off the rails a couple times, yeah. but uh, it's a good conversation. You're going to want to hear all of it. You don't want to miss this, and uh, you know, if, if you've got that haunted house, you won't want to miss this one, because we address... How do you take care of a haunted house? Yeah, what do you do? We're going to dive into that one. But today, we've got so much different stuff to talk about. And uh, make sure you hit us up on aroundthehouseonline.com. That is the best place to get a hold of us if you want to comment or if you've got that home improvement question. Yeah, give us a call here in the studio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our number here is 971-233-8992. We know since we're kind of going into a travel weekend, I wanted to talk about, you know, Top home security tips for summer travel. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody's heading to the lake cabin this weekend or anything else like that. 
what can we do as homeowners to really get things dialed in? There's been a lot of crime in many cities across there. I mean, geez, you know, we're making the national news here in the Portland area. But what can you do? I mean, I've got friends who are remodeling their house, that some of Julie's coworkers, and they have had break-ins to their house because they're not living in it because of the construction. And they had a bunch of stuff taken out of their house. Mm-hmm. They've been out of their house for a couple weeks. Just this last week, they got cameras up a few weeks ago. And every few days, it seems he's posting up pictures of different prowlers looking in the house. And that's just because they're not there. Mm -hmm. So I don't want people to be out there, not to scare anybody, but if you're out heading out on vacation, summer vacation, going out for the day, having some of these security things might make your house a little more look like it's lived in. But I couldn't believe how many people out there, you go on my Ring app, how many people are seen knocking on the back door? Ooh, that's, I don't like that one. Well, and and this is kind of a little bit off topic of where we're headed with this, with this topic. But I mean, that's really good on Julie's coworkers because I mean, that's that, that, that can be a big, um, uh, uh, a focal point for thieves is a house that is unoccupied and under construction. Yep. Because basically they know everything's been ripped out. There's probably no cameras. No one's in there. And there's things that are laying around. So yep. good on them for trying to protect in the middle of a project because that's something that you've seen for years. Oh, yeah. It's just getting really bad right now, especially with the price of building materials. Yeah. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden that, you know, that nah, it wasn't worth carrying off that $10 sheet of OSB. But now that it's 60 bucks, that's all right. It. That's worth it. So you got to be careful with that. So. Let's talk about kind of my first one here that's it's really important. Control access into your yard. And maybe that's landscaping. Maybe it's a little fence. If you have just, like, if you're on that corner lot where people are always cutting through, mm-hmm. that's almost the worst case scenario because people get used to seeing people walk across your yard. And I want it to stick out like a sore thumb. I want some neighbor to look out, and if they're hopping the little three-foot fence... I want them to stick out like a sore thumb. When Should that be happens. an immediate red flag, Daddy. Yeah, when he sees it. yeah. So that's the first one right there. See if you can get some access into your yard, because if you can stop that access in there, so it looks like they're having to open a gate or do something, it looks a little more serious. And it seems that all the camera shots that I've seen, they're never like being discreet about it. They're 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 just walking up, they're looking around nervous, and all it takes is for somebody to call the police at that point. Mm-hmm. So that's a first one there. Now, I also want to make it look like you're always home. You know, if you've got one of the things that I would recommend if you've got a construction site there, I'd make sure that you've got blinds pulled, maybe a car in the driveway. If you've got a car that you're not driving a lot, make it look like you're there. You know, turn the lights off. Most of the time, there's power at those drop sites. So make it so you've got the electronic stuff that's turning the lights off. The timers. Yeah, not even timers, but just the smart light switches. You can program them on many of the apps to go on and turn itself off, like turn the bathroom light on it at every two hours. So if somebody's scoping the house out at night, they see changes. They see something going on. Now, you, you mentioned this, and this isn't something that I would normally think to do, um, is leaving your blinds open. Leaving the blinds open and leaving them shut. So, like, in okay. a bedroom, you know, sometimes leaving them open, it's like, oh, people are there. When they're all closed up, 
Maybe people wonder what's going on. I can understand maybe like an up, upstairs window or something like that. Yeah. I, I can I, I can understand some hesitation if you're just like leaving the blinds open downstairs into the living room. Yeah, I don't want them peeking in no, downstairs. Exactly. That's my upstairs, worry. if you've got that second story or just a window that's even hard for somebody to get up to because there's landscaping, mm-hmm. leaving that open so people don't know if they're looking at you from the inside. Yeah. And keep that room dark. So you can't see if somebody's standing in it or not. It's, you know, little sniper technique there, but you just <laughs> don't know what's going on with that. But if you make it look like your home, and that's collecting the mail, making sure you don't have a newspaper delivered, that you don't have Amazon boxes stacked up out front, those are all good things to do. Now, when it came to having cameras, to me, cameras are a great preventative measure. And now that we're getting out of the mask mandates, it's going to make a bigger difference because... With the masks, we've been able to walk around with our face covered. Mm-hmm. And you see that with store thefts and everything else. If people are walking in with a mask, nobody's thinking twice about it, and you're not getting ID'd by cameras. Now that we're starting to see that dial back a little bit, it's going to bring that awareness back up where you're going to be able to identify people. But having a security camera system and an alarm system tied in with this, because what I want to be able to do is if I look down at my phone and go, oh, man somebody's busting into my house. What can I do at that point? Before I call the police, who could be anywhere from two minutes to 30 minutes before they get there, can I jump on my alarm system on an app and hit the panic button? If I've got some dude prowling around peeking in windows and I can hit the alarm and make them run for the hills, awesome. Mm -hmm. Because that way I've got them pushed away another and deterrent it's just another deterrent and they know someone's watching or they just set off a very touchy alarm and they think the co- the police are coming or at least the neighbors are now looking outside so those are two different things and you've got that with with uh, even with ring and a lot of these different other ones that you can put that alarm system in and you know your contractors will have to work with it but it's something that even you can arm with your phone if you know that nobody's in that house it's Six o'clock, job site's done, and you're sitting at another house or you're on vacation, you can turn that thing off and on for people. At least if something comes on, you have a quick and easy deterrent to scare people away. And that's that's a big one because what that can do is just, again, run them down the street. But it's just like anything else. When you want to prevent someone breaking into your house, you want to be the hardest target, mm-hmm. not the easiest because if you're the easiest, well, I'll be honest, I want them to move on down the street. If they're scoping out my neighborhood, I want to be the one to go, ah, you know, like having a dog. I know plenty of people out there that put up the, you know, beware of dog signs. I don't have a dog. Doesn't if, matter. Doesn't matter. Before they go hop in that fence, if they see the, the vicious dog sign on the fence, they go, is that something I want to deal with? Yeah. Uh, cruise on down the street. I, I don't know if there's a... A German Shepherd or a Doberman on the backside of that, or a Watt Rottweiler or a Pitbull or whatever it is out there, they want to just move on and go someplace else. And that's why they're knocking on the doors. They're looking to see. They're they're kind of scoping things out to see where they need to be. And that's really all you're trying to do is just make yourself a harder target so those guys can keep on moving down the road. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about some of the controls you can do around your house and some outside landscaping you can do as well 
because that's going to be a big one. Things you can do to keep these things from happening. And then later on the show here, we're going to talk about as well as how to create privacy in your backyard. That's a big one because maybe you're out there barbecuing and you're tired of looking at your neighbors. We'll talk more about that just as soon as Around the House returns. source when we talk anything between the fences including interior design and a little bit of safety i'm eric g i'm dane vodder well hey make sure you hit us up on facebook that is our number one social media place and uh, you can get us there and make sure you join around the house nation we've had a crazy week on around the house nation people all over the yeah, world it's, joining it's kind of going global right now i've got a lot of people a lot of east a lot of people out of east asia recently and 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 Trust me, you and I both, we make sure that these are real people and everything, and, and uh, we, we've got a nice community growing over there. Except for that owl you left in last week. Uh, an owl? Yeah. Uh, I must have missed one. I was waiting for Who? you to say, yeah. Who? Who? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I got that after. Uh, uh, once you're, like, showing that it's a joke, I'm like, oh, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, it was a little bit of a maybe a JT joke, right? Yeah, there. a little bit, just because I mean, hey, man, like I try and, and, and do the <laughs> research on it. the people when they try and uh, when they try to join. I know I'm just giving you a hard time. Man. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. So you know when the cowboy cooks start throwing jokes at me, I'm well, like, ah, oh, I know how to use that one on. Well, and 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 I know that that feeling of like the oh 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 you're you're, you're trying to make a funny okay yeah. JT. Yeah. Let's see where you got that one. Yeah, I stole it. I stole it. Well. Make sure you join Around the House Nation. That's such a great group of people over there. I mean, you could have a world-renowned architect commenting on stuff. You probably will. He's probably very, will. very active in the group. <laughs> There's a lot of those in there, so just make sure you uh, post it up. And I want to see your projects. We love the jokes, too, but we have a lot of different stuff out there. The big thing for the group is really for you to show off your projects. Like, yes, we like to have fun, and, and that's totally okay. Uh, we've got some duplicate posts. That happens. It's fine. But we really want to see what you're working on. We want to see any questions, any new techniques or new styles that you're trying out. We want you to share those with the community. All right. Well, then I will do that this weekend as well. I'm going to post a couple of my things that I'm working on here this weekend. So make sure you uh, take a peek at that. I'm going to put up a couple of videos of me working on stuff. So nice. stay tuned for that well, one. Well, okay. And when you see Eric putting those up, match him. Yeah. Get yourself a video of you working on something. We want to see it. There we go. You got that thing in your hand. You might as well use it for... Um, <laughs> It's on you no matter what. I know it is. Come yep. on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We've been talking about kind of top security tips here for summer travel, making sure that your home is completely dialed in. So when you leave, you're you kind of worried to about go. it. Yeah. You're on vacation. You don't have to worry about the safety of your home. It's amazing. You know, so here's the thing that I think that is really helpful. And Dane, when you were taking care of my house, when I was out of town, because mm -hmm. we had the puppies yep. and the dogs, well, we had our escape artist, little Maurice, who <laughs> yeah. loves to, um, I call him El Chapo because he loves to dig out and, and tunnel and do whatever he, he tries can to, get to find out. a way. He always figures out a way to do it. Well, I've got those problems solved now, but I had to really get creative. But 
the one thing that was nice is, is when my neighbor is standing out in front of my house with the dog, you're at work. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can go, hey, um, we're turning the radio station down and I'll be uh, back in an hour back while in I an go hour. Yeah. track down a dog. Yeah. Not going to happen. And I'm five and a half hours away. It was cool to be able to go, oh, I'm going to open my garage door. I'm going to open my front door. I, I can do this, this, and this. I have options. So having those like locks, for instance, I have digital locks that you can put a code into, or I can even unlock remotely. Mm-hmm. So it's really handy for those kind of things because here's the thing. If you're traveling, you go, did I lock that front door when I left? It's locked. Because that's all you're going to think about. Right? It's like you don't have that ability. And so it's smart. You might have that, you know, everybody jokes about, oh, is the iron on? Not really. That used to be the case, though. That was the, when I was a kid, that was always the joke. But with those kind of things, you can see if you're locked. And more importantly, you can control access in and out of that. Well, and I'm just trying to think of the alternative. If you didn't have that and I'm at work and you're gone and the dog's out and your neighbor found them, where can they put mer- where can they put your dog? Back yeah. to where he escaped from. That's the only place and it doesn't solve anything. No, because he's just gonna escape again. Exactly. He already found out how. Yeah, so that that's gonna go quickly. So with that option, for me, I just opened the garage door. But to me, that's also another security thing here as well, because that security part of it is what I can do is I can sit there and make sure that my garage door is closed at night. So even when I'm home, I can look at it and go, okay, we're good. I got it. Yep. So it's it's more than once I've been in bed and go, I close that garage door? It's peace of mind. It is peace of mind. So here's the other thing that I think is really smart, light controls within your home. And what I mean is just having some simple, smart light switches around that you can control things with. For instance, I've got the Lutron set up. It's the Casita. I can control 10 lights inside my house. It's great. I can From do, your phone. From my phone. So when I go to bed at night, I can hit good night, and I have everything programmed. So the front lights are on, everything else, it's good. Or I can set it up as a timed event. What's cool is if I'm out of town, like anybody else, you can go through and set up those timed events that at, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the evening, I mean, in the morning, you can go through and have things turn on. But you also want to set it up during the day as well. Here's why. So many thefts these days are happening during daylight hours. Mm-hmm. It used to be people were so worried about at night. But a lot of the ones that I'm seeing on cameras are at like one o'clock in the afternoon. It's when people are at work. Yeah. They know that nobody's there. Kids are off at school now. So watch out for those things. So having those lights coming off and on, having those lights outside your house turn off in the morning. Okay. Somebody's here. They've turned them off. If it looks like that they left in the morning and the lights are still on, those are things that are keys just to be careful with. So make sure you've got those things and you're going to be better off. You know, it's, it's like, trying to stop package thieves out there. This is just one of those little things that you can do to keep things dialed in under control. And more importantly, saving you some money. Cause I tell you what, I don't know about you, but dealing with insurance companies suck. All it takes is one thing to happen and your rates go through the roof. Oh yeah. yeah they're going to, and that's going to cost you money. And how do you remember all the stuff that got taken anyway? Yeah. It's a year later. You go, Hey, where the, Oh, they got that. We'll talk about more, including how to create a privacy in your backyard just as soon as around the house we get.
Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show? Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos? My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Hey, this is Farewell Angelina, and you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G, your home improvement source every weekend. I'm Eric G. I'm Dane Vodder. All right. Well, we've been talking about home security, but I wanted to talk about how to create that privacy in your backyard. Real quick, before we kind of, I just want to kind of put a bow on this last topic. Oh, yeah. Um, And this doesn't have a whole lot to do with Around the House, but it's a a very good thing to keep in mind when you're going on vacation or leaving for multiple days. Be careful on social media. Oh man! Even before so you, you know, before you leave, saying, "Oh, Memorial Day weekend, I'm going to be gone for four days." That's fine. It, it's not a bad thing. Make sure that you're sharing that with your friends and not publicly, because anyone can see it. Anyone can see pictures that you're posting up from Cabo San Lucas, knowing that your home is now vacant. Keep that in mind. It's not hard to jump on social media account. And put in there and start searching for pictures of Cabo, and you're posting them up today. Well, you're not obviously not at home. You're not at home. So just make sure that you've got your privacy settings on that pretty well dialed in. Because if you make it so your friends can see it, well, you've reduced your risk. Yeah. And you now, the people that you trust, I imagine that you trust them because you've added them on social media. Yep. That they know, and that's fine, and you trust them. You don't know everyone else that's going to see that post if it goes up public. Yeah, but just make sure that your friends, ex-husband, who's... Yeah, friends of friends of friends of friends. friends. Yeah, that's where you get... That's where it gets ugly. That's where it gets ugly. Great point, man. And that's that's one of those things that you can just... You can be advertising, hey, come steal me. Yeah. Without even intending to. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, let's create some privacy in your backyard. You know, great example. One of my buddies... He lives in uh, in Portland here, kind of northeast, mm-hmm. and neighbor did some landscaping, right? And took out a bunch of trees, bushes. So when he sucks. walked out his back door, he looked right down into his neighbor's yard, and their kids and everything else could see everything he's doing in his yard 24-7. No matter what. And it's not the biggest backyard, but you want to kind of keep it under control and have a little bit of your own space. Yeah, and 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 I get this because people in my family, they yeah, man, we need to get rid of this big tree. I'm like, well, yeah, okay, I get why you don't like it, but it, first of all, it offers privacy, it offers shade. It, it's there. There are reasons to keep shrubbery and trees and everything on your area. Oh it, yeah. It, it, in some areas, like in Portland, they're they're not really that protected. Where here, I have to go. Yes, there is I have red to, tape. It's like it's like passing a constitutional amendment yeah. through politics at the federal level to get a tree removed in my area. Yeah. So I mean, it's like okay, well, we're gonna file for the permit. 
Which is way Which too is, expensive. Yeah, way expensive. Now I got to have, uh, you know, one, two, three different arborists come in and say that that tree can't be saved. That's the easy route. Or I have to make a federal case, like you're in front of the Supreme Court, of trying to just tell them why you want to remove that tree. Maybe you want to put a garage there or a driveway or, or something like that. Maybe it's tearing up your current driveway. driveway or like mine, yeah, you know. You know. It, it's one of those things that now to do that, it's it's a big process. Here it wasn't. So he, he had this just wide open backyard, even though he had a six-foot fence. Mm-hmm. So our answer to that was he had a storage issue as well. It's like, hey, let's put a shed back there. Yeah. So we really provided just by putting in a storage shed in the right location and the right height up against that fence, and it's legal to do that there. Never put it up against the fence. Because you want to be able to access the back. I always like to leave, you know, 18 inches or so behind that. Yeah. You've got to fix the fence or paint the shed or do some maintenance. You're Accessibility, not Accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that back so at least you can get some work done there. But really, this kept it where now he had that privacy without having to do plantings or anything else. It worked out really well. But the first thing I want you to do if you're going to try to build something or plant something is check your local building codes. Yes. And see where those property lines, and more importantly, those easements are. And you're like, what about that easement? Well, many homes have a back property line, and there's power lines overhead. Mm-hmm. If you go in there and plant some trees for privacy, that power company is going to get really upset with you when they have to come in to your backyard and trim those trees to keep them away from the power lines. Rightfully so. Yeah. It it is a public easement because of those power lines. So you need to understand what that is. And I don't want to see you putting some invasive tree over the top of your sewer line as well. That's going to go down and roots are going to go in and now you're going to be in there repairing that. So plan ahead for some of these things. And then also if you've got an easement, do some research and see, because so many times you've got that power pole that's going down the back lot line. Maybe you're backed up against another's backyard. I've been, I've owned homes where that telephone pole that's in my backyard is meant to be accessed from my house. So I can't build you know, a fence, build to, a block fence it out. to block it out. I can't put trees in there because if they have to come in and maybe replace that power pole, because at some time they're going to have to, yep. Now I'm losing trees and all that other stuff. That's not good sense. Well, they need access. They got to have access. That's the whole point. So make sure that you're doing this correctly. But really, check with those things so you know what you're doing with that. And then beyond that is the first obvious privacy issue here is putting up a fence. Yeah. And there are a multitude of rules around the U.S., depending on where you are. You might need a permit. You might need to... You might need to to talk to the neighbor first. You know, it's always a good idea if you're putting a fence up to go next door and knock on that side of the fence, on that side of the on, on that side of the fence, and talk to them about it. Because here's what the deal is: they might not want to pay for that fence. I know some people that in certain areas they're like, well, you have to put up a good fav- a good neighbor style fence where you both have kind of equal finished sides. And what that means is you've got a slat on one side. It, you know, you've got that one slot, one slot on either side of the fence, so it always looks the same on either side. Maybe that's code, maybe that's not. So do that understanding with that. But when you put that fence in, talk to your neighbor, make sure you guys are on the same page. Yeah, and also, you know, where do they 
and, and it can be fine if you already know what the city says or your area, but where do they think their property line is? That's the thing. And maybe they've got a really horrible three foot chain link fence. Are you going to put it on your side and just leave theirs there? Or are you going to pull that out and put a nice one down in there? Come to an agreement where you guys can just have one fence between the two properties. And yeah, you know, I've had a multitude of different neighbors. I have some great neighbors now. In years past, I've had some horrible ones. I think everybody has. I think everybody has. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But it's one of those things that I think really that you should plan that out with them, discuss it, make sure everybody's happy. Um, you might not make them happy with the stain color if you're painting for the if it's your fence. That's going to be fine. If it's on your side, it's your side. True. But just make sure you're doing that and make sure you don't do any damage to their side of things as well because that's the other problem. They might not give you access to that side of the fence. So now you're going to be putting the boards up maybe from your side so you have the good side because they won't give you access or there's another fence over there. So do your time, you know, plan it out right. Make sure you do it, but make sure you get those permits and stuff because the last thing is, is you don't want that neighbor calling down to the city trying to get a war going with you because that gets expensive. Well, no, and, and that's the thing. Like, even if you have rough neighbors that, that you don't necessarily get along with, do your due diligence. At least try and go over there and come to some terms of an agreement if you're looking to put up a fence. And if you can't, you can't. At least you tried, and then you just deal with it on your property. Exactly. You know, one of the things, too, is... You can create, you know, there's also a height on that fence too. Mm -hmm. Make sure you can do that. Like at my house here, I think my, if I was going to put a fence across the front, it's going to be three or four feet high. I think it's three feet is what it is, uh, is what the front fence can be. And then the back or the sides usually is six feet. Mm -hmm. Now, certain places in LA, you can go taller, you can do blocked, you can do, you know, whatever you're doing, follow those codes and make sure it fits with the neighborhood a little bit too. Just be good. Be a good neighbor, but make sure you follow those rules because I've seen more than once the city come in or county come in and go, fence is too high. Make sure you get that thing cut down. You got a week to do it. Well, and the way that I've seen the people kind of get a, get around that is, and, and I see this as kind of next on our topics here, uh, but we don't have much time left in this segment, um, is plants, br- bushes, uh, tall bushes that basically act as a fence. You can't see through them. They're put together close enough. That can kind of be your way to create privacy and get around that kind of three-foot guideline absolutely you can put a little more dirt in there you can kind of lift things up and make a berm Mm -hmm. now that now you're starting to decide okay what's the average terrain right there if you build that area up and 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 uh it's landscaped and you put a fence across the top of it there's some little things tall because you've elevated the ground yeah so there's a few little ways to kind of work around that depending on what the rules are but to be honest you need to read those rules to understand what they are so you know what the what the little bit of loopholes are on those. When we come back, I want to talk about plantings because there's some things you can do that take a couple, two or three years, and you've got a great privacy, like bamboo. But the problem is, is with bamboo, it can get so out of control that it's just an invasive weed. It's brutal sometimes. But there's some secrets to control it. Now I've seen people put them in pots and stuff like that. But the problem is, if you've got a... 12-foot, 16-foot wind sail on a three-foot pot, and you've got the wind, knocks it over. Now you got a heck of a mess going on. So we'll talk more about that just as soon as Around the House returns.
Liturgy, your home improvement source every weekend. I'm Eric G. I'm Dane Vodder. Man, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Around the House with Eric G. And join us on Around the House Nation. That is our closed group. And make sure you spend some time over there. Now, one of the things coming up here in this next hour, we've got Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero. Hold on tight. Keep your hands in the vehicle because this is going to get wild. This is our paranormal guy. This is the guy we want to talk to about. You hear or you think your place is haunted or you've had some experiences in your home that kind of give you the heebie-jeebies. He can kind of give you some guidance on how to deal with that. This is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, Clyde is just a great friend of the show. So these are things that really kind of are are good questions that nobody asks. So we're mm-hmm. going to have a good time. We've been wanting to do this for a couple of years. We've been busy. We did our last one like three years ago. So For our sp- Halloween show. Yeah. yeah. So speak of the podcast, make sure you can, I mean, we've got, geez, almost a thousand episodes on the podcast. So make sure you do that. And uh, you can go back and hear that one. And that one went off the rails as well. So this <laughs> is one of those things that uh, Clyde is one of the leading experts in the world on this stuff. So when we bring him in, this is a serious deal. We get to pick his brain. Yes. And laugh a lot too. Yes. Oh, and again, man, I know I mentioned this earlier, but he is just, we, we have a few David Applebaum's one of them. Kevin O'Connor's great. Yeah. But just awesome storytellers. And that's what I really think makes great radio is just hearing these people recount amazing experiences. You got it. And, uh, and he has got all of those and then some. And that's the great part of that. And there's not anybody that I know that's so well-versed about a subject than he is. No, absolutely not. And, and knows all different facets of the paranormal. Every time I watch and listen to him, it's a lesson for me. Mm-hmm. And this is no different. From so. ghosts to UFOs to anything else in between, man. He covers it all. Speaking of that, we only got about, well half of that into the radio show. So make sure you catch it on the podcast around the house online.com for that, because uh, you'll catch it right there. Well, Hey, let's talk about creating that privacy in the backyard. Dan, you were just talking about uh, plantings before we Mm -hmm. went out to break and bamboo can be really cool. It can be a great privacy hedge and depending on your climate, it can work pretty well. The problem is, is if you just go stick that down in the back of the yard and you water it, do all those things in a sunny climate, it can take over your neighborhood if you're not careful. So what you want to do is create an area where you're going to put it in there. Now, if you're going to do a raised bed where you've got like brick up in it or something like that to keep it from growing out of there, that's always optimal because you're going to keep those roots and keep them from going out. But one trick, if you've got them out there, is you go out each fall and take a look in your air and see what it is. Usually October, November, those little shoots start going out to come back up and expand their width. So you can go around with a flat-bladed shovel and dig down and just break those off. So you're literally just going to pretend like you're starting to dig that hole with a flat-bladed shovel. Cut them off right where you want to. And if you do that every fall generally that's going to keep them from growing from outside of that area. They'll get thick inside there, and it works pretty good. I've seen people put them in pots. Like I said before, those, if you get any kind of wind, will tend to blow over because you've got a big sail and a little tiny weight at the bottom. But anything you can do, they make liners. There's a lot of different things you can do to keep them under control. But just be very careful because that will get invasive in your yard. And more importantly, when it goes under the fence, your neighbor's not going to be super stoked with you. So be very careful. Now, hedges, they can be beautiful. 
There's boxwoods. There's lots of different things that you can do out there for hedges that you can clean up. Um, like my house here, my eventual plan in the front is I'm going to do a fence and then a hedge behind it. That way, one, I don't want people walking by to throw trash and stuff into the hedge where you get all that trash kind of built up in mm -hmm. there. So I'm going to put the fence up first so I've got a nice area to clean and then put the hedge up that'll grow up. It's also going to give me um, some noise abatement as well. You know, I've got kind of uh, the way the land is around here. The road is kind of dug down a little bit out in front of my place, so that helps. But doing more to control the noise, road noise, all that stuff makes a difference. And that privacy in the backyard can work really well. Plantings is key. Now, evergreens can be great because in most areas around the country, you're going to lose those leaves in the fall. And now all of a sudden you're seeing right through that. And if you like to go out and hit the hot tub in the wintertime and you don't want the neighbors kind of eyeballing you, mm -hmm. good time to uh, get that up correctly. And that way you don't have to worry about it, you know. And there's lots of other things you can do too outside of plantings. I have built um, decorative screens and plant ivy up them, you know, wood, like a wood panel. Okay. Almost like, you know, here's the thing. A fence is a fence, right? But if you want to have a little bit bigger, there's many cases, nothing to be said of building a 8 or 10 foot high decorative screen in your backyard that is now shading the hot tub or the pool or one of those things. So check your local codes, but many times you can get away with that. Where that fence, it's got to be six feet. But you might be able to get another four feet out of it if you do some kind of a decorative architectural panel, for instance, out there. So there's a lot of things you can do to kind of have fun with that. Maybe it's a, a water feature or something like that. Or when you, well, you've got some, yeah. Maybe like a trellis even or something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you can do that, but you can do like with one little like one or two inch holes versus your the big diamonds, four, yeah. six and, you know, stuff that you get at the home center. If you build something custom like that where the wind can go through it, but you kind of shade and, and block those views, you can do a great job with that. Um, other than that, the other things I've seen people do too is if they've got a big enough space, using dirt soil, mounding things up, planting things on top of that, get that extra height that way. So there's a lot of things you can do architecturally and, and, and design that out. I've seen people build raised up rock walls in their back like it's a like it's a, a raised planting bed and then plant stuff on top of that to get that extra height. But the other key is too is to make sure if you're going to that nursery, pay attention to the growing cycle because what happens is, oh, I'm going to do this hedge and I got the cheapest, smallest plants. <laughs> well, that, that hedge that's now six inches is going to take – five to 10 years to get to be where you want. If you paid three or four more times what that is, instead of paying six bucks a piece, you spent 25, maybe that hedge becomes fully grown, you know, years and years Ahead sooner. So that yeah. way you're not sitting there doing it. That way you're not sitting there doing it. And that's a key. So think about your weather. Think about your time. If you can build, you know, something that meets building code to give yourself that privacy, you're really, really good. All right. Buckle up that seatbelt. Keep the hands inside the vehicle at all times. Coming up after this break, we've got Clyde Lewis, the host of Ground Zero. We're going to talk about some wild stuff. It's going to get spooky up in here. It is. Stay tuned for that. Don't turn that dial. You're going to miss the big part of the show.
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.